Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, it's about white box networking with our sponsor, Pika 8. We haven't talked much about white box in the last, I don't know, maybe a year, a few months or so. And that's probably because people are just doing it and solving the problem, getting freedoms of choices from hardware, from closed network operating systems, expands the solution for the real world. You can just use whatever you need to do to get the job done. Now, Pika 8 is a network operating system and combined hardware platform. It runs on standard hardware. It supports the standards, has the features that you would expect, things like multi-gig, PoE, zero trust platform support. And for those wanting to do automation for day two you know, supremacy over the network, Pika 8 has that too. And we'll talk about that in the next 10 or so minutes. Joining us today is Ben Moore and Neil Trever from Pika 8. Just for the record, P-I-C-A 8, the number 8, Pika 8. Let's get right into it by starting with an overview of Pika 8 as a solution and then angling into the harsh realities of white box networking in an era of supply chain problems and ever more locked-in networking equipment. Ben, give us a very quick, fast pitch of what Pika 8 solution looks like and why customers would be interested. Sure. I think that's a, a great place to start. And I'd, I'd like to say that what we're really trying to do is create network freedom. We're trying to get away mm-hmm. from these vertically integrated systems and give customers the choice of both hardware and software. So the Pika 8 network platform is designed for enterprise networks and uh, distributed branches and campuses, as well as data centers, and offer software for managing switches, uh, as well as running the white box hardware. And so it consists of three core components. First is AmpCon, which is mm-hmm. our automation and network controller. Then there's the Pico software, which is the network operating system that actually runs on the switches themselves. And then finally, we have something we call Picos V, which is a free virtual machine from Pika 8 that can help you get started with open networking and uh, run those Pico software switches in, say, GNS3. So you're kind of unique in the sense that you're willing to work in the campus. So far, we've seen a lot of white box in the data center, but not so much in the campus environment. But you're saying that you can run Picos over a Dell or a Delta or an Edge color white box, choose mix and match as you see to your heart's content, and you can manage the campus as well as some data center functionality. That's correct. So we see a lot of customers coming to us from the perspective that they want to eliminate vendor lock-in. Uh, lower their total cost of ownership, and then increase flexibility. And so they see commodity hardware as a way to do that. And so whether they're buying boxes from Delta or Dell or Edge Core, they want to be able to run a piece of software on that, that they're not locked into a particular vendor. And when they start looking at open, there's often a confusion that comes between open and open source. And let's be realistic. There's a lot of software that's built on top of open source today, but is vendor supported. And so some of the challenges that I think are perceived within disaggregated or the open networking space is that this is all open source and that we're not going to have the support that we want. But the reality is, is that Pika 8 has built a software on top of open source and we're a vendor here that is recognized by uh, Fortune 500s in supporting these types of implementations, both in uh, enterprise campus, branch, and data center. So what you're alluding to there, I think, is that there are many flavors of open source, barbecue, you know, <laughs> prime rib, yep. you know, hollandaise sauce. No, I, I think what you're trying to say there is that open for Picos 
and for AmpCon is that you can run Picos on a range of hardware that's open choices or you're using open systems. Picos itself is made up of a number of open source projects plus the value that you add to it. So open can mean different things. Absolutely. I think that is a great way of, of defining it. I think even more important, the super, super important distinction, let's go to the tape, Bob, is the fact that when it comes to open source, the support is left to you, right? You're going mm -hmm. to forums, you're going to community. Um, yes, it's the best price free. And guess what? You get what you pay for when it comes to support. Pika 8, mm -hmm. to Ben's point, is the fact that we're supporting it. You get 24 by 7 by 365. You get enterprise support for your mm -hmm. open source, right? And yeah. so when it comes to networking, just like others, others very much um, set the stage for doing the same thing with just open source software. We're doing mm -hmm. the same thing with open networking, open yeah, source based right. software. We hear it from our customers all the time, to be honest with you. They, they really like open source from an open network perspective to test mm -hmm. and see if it's going to work. But the reality is, is that they don't want to build a commercial product or offering around that. And so, yeah, for I want to go home at five o'clock. I don't want exactly. to be sitting there delving through a thousand forums trying to find an answer that somebody posted eight years ago. That's the exactly. solution to my problem. I guess the the other side here is that even if I mean I'm looking at this, we talk about lock in. What I like to think about is not what I'm being locked into. I like to think about locking out. How do I get away from you? if something went wrong, right? And that should apply to any decision. When you're buying a brand vendor or a more conventional vendor, how do you get out? Now, you're using open standard protocols. You comply with all the APIs. It's all normal. And in the event that you even did want to leave Pika 8, you've still got all the standard hardware. You just go and reflash it and put on another operating system and you're back in business. So your lockout is actually very solid. Exactly. And I, and I think you see that in some of the uh, networking industry today where there have been certain vendors through acquisition that have gone from open mm. to closed and are now tied to mm. a particular software and hardware offering. And there are customers that struggle with that today. What do I do with all these boxes that I invested in, but are not end of life at this point? So are they going to reinvest in an, enti an entirely new stack? Are they going to operate in an unsupported way? Or is there a different solution where, exactly to your point, I reflash the hardware, I put on another piece of software, and I can still get the same benefits mm. of, of the open networking? How would you respond to issues around uh, this disaggregation model where I, as a network engineer, feel like I'm taking on the, uh, you know, potentially an operational challenge of having to just load the software onto the switches that are delivered as opposed to getting an integrated box and just firing it up and running? Well, I'll tell you one thing with the disaggregation, flipping it on the other side, not just the software, but the hardware, being that disaggregated and saying, hey, I want I want to get it bundled. Sure, that's an option, and we can have our partners do that, and 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 many of them do. You get, you get your bare metal with Peak 8. But, okay. but here's the most important thing, is we have many customers coming to us now that have the same thought of, I want to replace a piece of hardware like I'm changing a tire. Goodyear, Michelin, doesn't matter. It's a tire. It fits my car. It works. And more importantly, it has everything I need without everything I don't. And so I need to be able to do that with my hardware, right? You can't do that if you get a bundled lock-in. It has to be a specific piece or a close matching piece from that vendor, and that leaves you in trouble. And when we talk about supply chain, we talk about all these things related, it makes, we make, changing your network like changing a tire. And that's the way it should be open. 
And that part of that open piece, by providing support for all of that, right, as a paid support, mm. we make that open source, that open piece of open, not scary. So you're saying if there's a campus switch and, you know, some new version of the, the, the ASIC comes out that's got better performance, better efficiency or whatever, because I'm not tied into, you know, this integrated software or hardware model, I can just get that switch, reload the image uh, of the NOS that I've been using with all the features that I want on it. Uh, like, yeah, exactly like changing a tire. Is that what you're saying? 100%. Okay, so here's what I want to ask is I want to ask... Uh, a lot of people wouldn't be able to say, I know what Pika 8 is and compare you to my competitors. So what are the things, what what are some of the best features that differentiate you from your competitors, do you think? Or what are the things that customers are surprised to hear that Picos does? Um, I think a number of things. One is the fact that automation is included. It's not a bolt-on, it's not an add-on. We include whether whether you go with our licensing, whether you go perpetual, whether you go subscription. And I want to touch on that very importantly. Big difference. Yes, we offer subscription. We do make it very – we, we have a very big economic incentive with it. But here's the big reason why. Big scary story, right? Customer-wise, healthcare customer came to us. And yes, they had a subscription software for their network. And when the subscription accidentally ended, so did their network. So would you want to be in a healthcare provider or a hospital where the network goes down because they did they forgot to pay the subscription, someone just missed it? I don't know, saving lives. And mm. um, the whole thing goes down. PKA right. will never shut your network off. We may shut okay. your support off if you don't pay your if you don't pay your dues, and even then we will so probably pr- provide it to you interim while you get things worked out. But we're never yep. going to shut your network off, and that's huge. Um, I also think it's cost. It, well, I'm also thinking of the fact that you got, I can replace with any switch. So if I've got supply chain challenges. But I was also thinking about security. So one of the aspects that we're seeing a lot, especially in the campus, is this integration with network access control. Uh, you know, there's various policy engines, a Rubik Clear Pass and so forth. Are you able to work with those if people have got those today? We work with pretty much all of them. And the top ones you mentioned, you can see how-to guides right on our website and our docs. Aruba, Cisco, Packet Fence, um, Portnox, and the list goes on. Yes, yes, yes. So if I'm running some sort of, you know, this type of network access control to get my, because that's where most of us are in the campus today, I can drop these switches straight in. I mean, there's some design issues there. It's not just a case of, you know, like for like replacement and so forth, but I could come up with the same idea around secure access layer switching that's directly compatible with my existing Cisco Aruba Wi-Fi. All the accoutrements you're looking for, .1X, dynamic ACLs, named ACLs, all the things you're looking for are there with PK8, and that's the beautiful part, right? Because we're open, we support all of the modern security needs and accoutrements. And so that means if I've got, I still need a Wi-Fi, you're still there to support, like you would use partner with somebody else for the Wi-Fi part. Yeah, while we don't run on Wi-Fi, you can easily plug in an access point, a network, and a wireless controller, and have the mm. full interoper- interoperability, 802.1x, authentication, zero trust passed, all the way down to the edge. Mm-hmm. On the on the supply chain side, if folks are you know looking to do a campus upgrade or just whatever and and need a switch, but the the vendor they're using doesn't have it, can you come into an environment that's you know brand X already and just uh, slot in uh, for a, a hole they need to fill? I would say pretty much not all, but um, a majority even in in some cases that's how we operate. It's a multi vendor world. It's a you know and and we live in it. So mm-hmm. you can easily plug us in. We fully integrate, interoperate Cisco, Aruba, 
and the list goes yeah. on, right? All all the big iron vendors. Yeah, that's the whole the whole reason for having being for being open, having all the interoperating protocols, except for of course, in some cases where some are very proprietary, where you just can't connect, like everyone's M lag or mm. MC lag multi chassis link aggregation. That happens to be a protocol that is just proprietary with each each vendor, but. There is eVPN multi-homing on the on, on the open side, which we do support and fully interoperates with everybody else. So it, it, it works that way pretty much 100% up and down the chain. And on the right. supply chain issue, I, I think the thing that I would add there is we have a healthcare customer who doesn't even want to buy support on the hardware anymore because they view it as such a, a commodity that it's rip and replace for them. So they'd rather take that budget yes. and spend it on additional boxes and if they have an issue, they just pull the one that's not working out, put the new one in. You know, it's as hot swappable mm-hmm. as they can possibly make it, and they're off and running right. again. Yeah, that's interesting. So they just have instead of having you know hot swappable power supplies or fans, they're just swapping in a whole new exactly. Box. And so I think a lot of people are starting to see the model that the hyperscalers have been taking with their enormous data center footprints and saying, why can't we do that too? And so that's the real and- opportunity with Open. You can do that because you're certified to run on a variety of hardware platforms. Correct. Mm. I I think that's interesting because I've actually been advising the companies to do that and say like, why if you're going to buy this stuff and calculate how much the maintenance of this stuff, like just the hardware maintenance and the software, not the software maintenance, just the hardware maintenance, you can actually typically buy for every five units you buy, you can buy one more unit in hardware if you're not paying for hardware maintenance. All you need is software maintenance and tech support. Then you can actually just buy spares so if you're buying 50 switches just buy 10 spares that'll get you through five years you'd be surprised how easy that is and how much quicker you can work and when you think about the the large iron giants they won't they don't only separate that you have to buy maintenance you have to buy maintenance and when your bill Mm. comes due your bill comes due and it may be right over your head or well well Mm. over your head and so at that point you're 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 stuck in a bind and if you would you'd kept with the spare in the air strategy and except this mm. case had them right on hand, that cost significantly lowers and being able to treat it like changing a tire. When you think about it, it's the same thing. It's exactly that same analogy. Y- you don't pay for maintenance on tires. You swap them. Mm-hmm. So the value prop here on, on, on peak eight, it primarily is around software. It sounds like, is there a way I can, you know, test this NOS, kick, <laughs> kick the tires to stick with that uh, metaphor? Yes, please come check us out at, uh, www.pk.com forward slash packet pushers, um, which uh, you will then find that, yes, we have mentioned prior Picos V, and that's exactly what Picos V is for. The V is for virtual um, and value. And when you plug in Picos V, easy to try, also works on all of your favorite test platforms, GNS3, EVNG, and the list goes on. You can play with us to your heart's content, get a look and feel for our CLI, and yes, yes, contact us ASAP so we can guide you through, get you all the help and tech decks that you need, whatever you need mm-hmm. to help to help you get it running. But Can um, I have a yes, play with easy. AmpCon? If I want to test or do a test drive of your network controller, can I do that? I'll probably have to contact you for that. Yes, in fact... Um, and we definitely want you to contact us because we can help you extend AMCON. AMCON is built on, again, open source, Ansible and Jinja. In fact, we also allow you to run Ansible Galaxy, pick up all your favorite playbooks for all of those additional devices you have in your network. So you can mm-hmm. have a single place to automate API, not only manage and push out to your PK8, but to your non-PK8, all in one family happy hub.
right? So yes. Mm. And so please contact us again, www.peak8.com forward slash packet pushers. And we will be happy to get you up and running with both AmpCon and Picos after you started kicking the tires on Picos V just to get a taste. So Neil, one of the things you just said is that AmpCon can manage other vendors' networking equipment. That implies that I can do a brownfield. That is, I can go into an existing network and start adding the Picos solution and the AmpCon to the existing network. Is that right? Is that a, is this a brownfield type of strategy as possible? Yes. And in fact, I mentioned earlier, one, we're all in industry standard open protocols. So from a NOS perspective, where it counts, where you're touching infrastructure to infrastructure, we integrate pretty easily. But on the flip mm. side, that it's all about management and automation, right? So from that standpoint, AmpCon, we extend ourselves through Ansible. And because Ansible is that open, we can import those other players' playbooks through Ansible Galaxy. Mm -hmm. And then you can easily push and deploy either through our UI or through our, uh, yes, full set of REST APIs. You can automate the automator to be able to manage both Pika 8 and all of your other integrated changes you need to make from one place. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. If you want to learn more about what you're hearing to access downloads, the, the documentation is out there. You can just go and look at the Pika 8 documentation if you want to do a paper review. Um, there's also a landing page, pika8.com. That's P-I-C-A, the number eight, dot com slash packet pushes. If you head over there, that helps to support us. And Pika 8, know that they heard, you heard about them on this show. There's lots more resources there, the virtual instance. And don't forget that there are Cumulus and Cisco migration options if that's your existing network. And as I already said, you can request a free consultation. As always, you can find many more other fine free technical podcasts and they're supported by our sponsors. So thanks very much for listening. And uh, if you do get in contact with them, tell them that this is where you heard about it. You can follow us on social medias. Find us on our website. There's links and, and various other pieces of information there. And you can also remember that too much networking is never going to be enough.